Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the NFL Week 13 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. The road to 272 bets continues. And my friends, we are in the final stretch of the season now that Thanksgiving uh, is in the rear of your mirror. Uh, it was a big week this past week uh, for the road to 272 bets. Finally got back to our winning ways here. Finally had a strong week. We broke the habit of 7-7 seven and 8-6 seven and 7-7 and 6-8. And seven and seven and and uh, finished week 12 with a record of 10-6 for plus 3.15 units. That brings our season to date record to 94-84-2. For plus 4.97 units. Uh, not only uh, did we have a winning week going 10 and 6, but my Philadelphia Eagles won again. 10 and 1, baby. Uh, and if you're watching the YouTube version of this, you see that I got my Philadelphia Eagles, Eagles Devontae Smith jersey on. We're celebrating another win. I told you guys the Eagles are for real. Uh, they find ways to win games. They are the best team in the NFL. There's absolutely no doubting that. Uh, and anyone who says that the Eagles are frauds uh, is a moron. Um, it does not matter that the Bills uh, missed two field goals in that game. It does not matter that the Bills had 11 penalties for 80 yards, while the Eagles only had four penalties for 30 yards. Uh, it does not matter that the Eagles were outplayed from start to finish uh, in that game. It doesn't matter that the Eagles scored uh, the greatest field goal kicked in NFL history just to tie the game and force overtime. No, none of those things matters. The only thing that matters is that the Eagles won the game, we're 10-1, and and we are the best team in the NFL. Don't look at stats, don't look at metrics. The only thing that matters when evaluating teams is wins, and the Eagles are 10-1. and They are the best team in the NFL, and anyone who says otherwise is stupid. So now we have a, a new week of games uh, to, bet, to bet on. <laughs> uh, 13 games this week, 16 on bye, so uh, we got 13 games. Uh, it's the second to last week with bye uh, with bye weeks. I think there's two teams that have a bye week next week, which is crazy to have your bye week in week 14. Uh, but I think it's the Commanders and someone else will have a bye week next week. Uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, please go ahead and click the subscribe button. Um, click the like button on this video. If you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, please uh, rate and review the podcast. Uh, this is the last episode that will come out in November. Uh, so if you're watching this on YouTube, you see that my mustache uh, is in. This is uh, might be as fully grown in as you will see this mustache. Uh, and it's my last time for me to advertise my Movember page. I am raising money for men's health, if you haven't heard. That is why I'm growing this mustache. It is for, for Movember. Uh, just bringing up my page right now to see where we're at. I set a goal uh, at the start of the month to raise $1,000 uh, for men's health, uh, that includes prostate cancer, testicular cancer, mental health, and suicide prevention. Uh, my goal is to raise $1,000, and as of uh, entering the final few days now, we are sitting at $845, so $155 away from the $1,000 goal. Let's make one final push, my friends. If you have five bucks uh, to donate uh, towards this, that would go a long way. That might be what pushes, pushes us over the edge. Uh, if you tail my picks, especially for Thanksgiving and Black Friday, where I went 4-0 over those couple days, if I helped you make some money this past weekend, uh, donate 5 bucks, donate $10 bucks, uh, to this. It is a great cause. Um, like I said, raising money for men's health, $155 away from my goal. I will put my the link to my Movember donation page where you can make a donation. Uh, I will put the link both in the description for the YouTube version of this podcast as well as the audio version, uh, or you can check my Twitter page out at Ian Mac Betts, uh, and you can uh, find the donation page there and donate, uh, please. By the time this, I guess it, it just turned past midnight, so it is the 28th here on Tuesday, so we've got three more days. We've got Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday uh, to donate to this until the calendar flips over to December, uh, so please uh, if you haven't already, and thank you to all of you who have already, 
Um, uh, I'm uh, extremely appreciative of it, but if you haven't already, if you have even just a few bucks, uh, I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, all right. This is the NFL week 13 episode of the bacon bets podcast. If you don't know already, if this is your first time listening, there are 272 NFL regular season games. I bet on all 272 of them, uh, side or total for all 272 games. Let's dive into this week's picks. The road to 272 bets marches on. No, Lisa. The only monster here is the gambling monster that has enslaved your mother. I call him Gamblor, and it's time to snatch your mother from his neon claws. More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 Utility man. All right, let's dive into Thursday Utility night football. Um, if you are curious, it's kind of it, it has it becomes a weekly tradition once college once college basketball starts uh, that I'm sweating out a pick while I record this podcast. This time I got Utah plus four and a half. Four and a half against St. Mary's up 42, 41, 15 minutes left. So I'll be sweating this out while I give out my picks here. Um, we're starting with Thursday Night Football. It is a game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks. The Cowboys might be looking like potentially uh, the best team in the NFL. Top three team in the NFL. Uh, who knows? Um, Cowboys uh, are the, the spread. All the way up to nine and a half at some sports books. It opened uh, at seven and a half. Um, this bet I specific, specifically placed at BetMGM. Some other books, it's still 8.5 or 9 is the best line if you're looking to bet on the Seahawks like I am. Uh, as of recording this, BetMGM had the best number, and I will take the Seahawks at plus 9.5. Didn't love it at 7.5, uh, but since it moved uh, as high as, like I said, 2 points just today, now is the time for me to fire on this Seahawks team. Um, now, when looking at this game, and you guys know I'm a big stats guy. I'm a big metrics metrics guy. If you just look at the stats and you look at the metrics, the Cowboys look like arguably the best team in the NFL, if not top three. You can't make an argument they're not a top five team at this point based on metrics. Uh, and with the Seahawks turning in the wrong direction, you guys know I've bet against them here this past couple weeks. Uh, these past couple weeks, uh, I bet on the 49ers at minus six and a half on Thanksgiving Day night. You would think I'd be taking the Cowboys as well because all the metrics point towards them uh, winning this game and covering the spread. But there's one key area uh, that we all need to be aware of before we decide who we're going to bet on for this Thursday night game, and it is the Cowboys' strength of schedule. Now, I've brought this up the past few weeks uh, when recording this podcast, uh, but now it's important more than ever because now is the start of the Cowboys' tough part of their schedule. It's, their schedule is extremely backloaded. Um, and actually, I did find... Uh, there is a link here, uh, a page I found, powerrankingsguru.com, strength of schedule. The Cowboys, according to them, have had the easiest schedule in the NFL up to this point of the season. And when you look at the teams that they've played against, um, that is true. Uh, in fact, the combined record of the teams in their eight wins this season is 28-63. and 63. Uh, They have actually played just two teams all season who currently, as of this week, have a winning record. I'll repeat that. All season, and this is 13 weeks into the season, they have played a total of two teams in the NFL who currently have a winning record. And not only currently have a winning record, all other games outside of those two, so uh, what's that, 11? 11 games they've played so far, two of them against teams with winning records, so that's nine games, nine, the nine other games... None of those teams even have a record of 500. They all have losing records. Nine of the 11 games that they have played uh, in the season are against teams who currently, as of this week, have a losing record. The two teams they played against this season that currently have a winning record, the 49ers and the Cowboys, or sorry, the 49ers and the Eagles, and they lost both those games. Now, to be fair, I thought they deserved to uh, beat the Eagles. I thought they were the better team in that game i'm sorry should have taken off my eagles jersey before i said that um but you look at go, go look go do it yourself go look at the Cowboys schedule i'll just quickly rip through it giants jets cardinals patriots chargers who yes they have a i mean they're probably better team than they probably don't deserve to have a losing record but a team with a losing record and they barely beat them 2017 rams 
Giants again. Panthers, Commanders. Their last three games have come against the Giants, Panthers, and Commanders. So, yes, all of their metrics look very good, but they are inflated based on strength of schedule. Quite literally, the easiest schedule in the NFL to date. And now they play the Seahawks, the Eagles again, the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Lions. For some reason, the schedule makers kind of screw the Cowboys with the back end of their schedule. They have five tough games uh, coming up. Um, I don't think they deserve to be nine and a half point favorites against the Seahawks. Like I said, I think their numbers are a little bit inflated. I think if there's ever a sell high spot, it is right now on the Cowboys. Uh, are the Seahawks good? I, I would call them above average right now. Um, are they going to make the playoffs? They're actually plus money to make the playoffs now because the Seahawks themselves have a tough finish to their schedule. But we're talking about nine and a half points. We're talking about for the Cowboys to cover the spread, they need to win this game by double digits. I, I think it's too many points. Um, I think it's a sell high spot on the Cowboys. I will take the nine and a half points on Seattle on Thursday night football. Obviously, no Friday game, no Saturday game this week. So we're skipping all the way over to Sunday's slate. Going to start with the Patriots and the Chargers here. Uh, and this might be the ugliest bet that I'll be placing all week. It is the Patriots plus six and a half uh, against the Chargers at home. I hate this bet. Um, I think it is the right one, though. If there's such thing as buying low on a team as bad of, uh, as the Patriots are, I guess I guess this is a buy low spot. Um, they have no weapons. Um, I don't Demario Douglas, who kind of stepped up in, in, in a big way. Uh, since Kendrick Bourne went down, uh, I know he left last week's game against the Giants with an injury. Um, can't believe the Patriots lost that game. Um, I, I think it's questionable this week. Um, so he might not even be playing. Who knows who's going to play a quarterback? It doesn't matter. Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones pretty much look to be the exact same guy. But what we do know is the Patriots' defense is good. Uh, they have allowed two teams in a row to score just 10 points. Obviously, the Chargers... Uh, Offense is going to be better than the Giants and the Colts offense. Um, but if the Patriots can play as good as they have the past couple of games, they should be able to keep this game in reach. And, I mean, the Chargers defense is one of the worst in the NFL. Uh, I would say a bottom three defense. Uh, Chargers actually as a whole, if you look at net yards per play, you guys know I love net, net yards per play, probably a little bit too much. Uh, but the Chargers are actually 22nd net yards per play this season, 24th in net yards per play over the last three games. Patriots, uh, 18th and 17th in those two metrics. So if you look at net yards per play, now that's obviously not um, everything, uh, but net yards per play, both in recent sample size and in full season sample size, Patriots actually better uh, than the LA Chargers. Uh, I think we have a tendency when we're betting on the NFL, NFL to overvalue offense and kind of forget about some defenses in some uh, scenarios. I think that's the case for a few teams this season, I think it's the case with the Bengals, for example, off the top of my head. I think it's the case for the Chargers. We think of Justin Herbert. We think about how good he is. Uh, what we tend to forget uh, is that their defense is absolutely terrible. And what maybe we don't tend to forget uh, is that Brandon Staley might be the worst coach in the NFL. Uh, I think he's a betting favorite right now to be the next coach fired. So if you still believe in Bill Belichick, the Patriots have a coaching advantage. Uh, they have a special teams advantage. They have a defensive advantage. That's enough for me to take a team getting six and a half points at home. So despite it being, you know, the ugliest bet on the board, I will take Patriots plus six and a half at home to the Chargers. Uh, Colts and Titans, an AFC South battle here. I will bet on the Colts uh, two-point favorites on the road in Tennessee. I value the Colts more than the betting market does. I've bet on them a lot this season. I will continue to bet on them uh, until, like I said, until I think the betting market starts to value the Colts at the same level that I evaluate them. I think if you were to ask me who is the most average team in the NFL, I think I would say the Indianapolis Colts. Um, and that's kind of reflected by their net yards per play, which is a perfectly balanced number of 0.0. .0. Um Nothing's more average than having a net yards per play of 0.0. .0. They are gaining the exact amount of yards per play on offense as they are giving up per play on defense. That's a beautiful and symmetrical thing. And am I going to bet on an average team all the time? No, but I'm going to bet on them when they play against a bad team, which the Titans are. Uh, Will Levis I, has not looked good since he torched uh, my Falcons, unfortunately. Um, but they're, it's not even just their offense. Their defense has actually been atrocious. The Titans the past few years under Mike Vrabel have been very good defensively and is a big reason for a lot of their success the past few years. Their defense has not been good this season. They've been bad this season, especially their secondary. Uh, they can stop the run, 
But their secondary is 29th in opponent dropback success rate, 31st in opponent EPA per dropback. Uh, Gardner Minshew, not a guy I might want to bet on against good defenses, uh, but he can torch some bad defenses, and that's what the Titans are, especially their secondary. So I'm going to take the Colts minus two. Like I said, I just value them uh, a little bit higher than the betting market seems to on a weekly basis. So I'll bet on them here once again, minus two against the Titans. Uh, Dolphins and Commanders. I will take the Dolphins on the road minus nine and a half uh, at the Commanders. Uh, whereas the Colts I value more than the betting market seems to, I value the Commanders less than the betting market means to or uh, seems to, and that is why I've bet against them the past few weeks, and I will bet against them now. Um, people look at the Commanders as kind of like a below-average team. I think the Commanders are trash, and I think we need to look at the Commanders like we are looking at teams like the Patriots um, and the Giants. Now, I have bet on the Patriots this week, um, but obviously a 6.5-point underdog um, to the Chargers is different than a 9.5-point underdog to the Dolphins. I think Dolphins are leagues above the Chargers. Um, uh, Commanders, I mean... The matchup of the game, which should be enough to convince you to bet on the Dolphins here, is the Commander's secondary is dead last in opponent EPA per drop drop back and 31st in opponent yards per throw. They give up 7.5 yards per pass attempt, and now they have to take on the most dynamic, explosive, and electric passing attack in the NFL in the Miami Dolphins. I don't see how the Dolphins don't completely torch the Commander's uh, defense, uh, especially now that the Commander's trade away their two best pass rushers um so it's not like they're going to keep to a tug of iloa on his toes either he should have all day to throw uh, and if he has all day to throw then he's going to find his receivers against this commander secondary so the only hope i think for the commanders to cover the spread is if they can score enough points offensively uh to keep this within a single digit uh point differential i don't think they can because the dolphins defense has actually been much improved they got healthier as the season ha has gone on and their numbers defensively uh, have been significantly better. In fact, over their last three games, uh, the Dolphins have allowed the third fewest yards per play. They have given up 4.2 yards per play over the last three games. That's the third best mark in the NFL. Um, and yeah, the two of those games came against the Jets and Raiders, not exactly world beaters of, uh, of offensive teams. The other team was uh, the Chiefs, who only scored 21 points against them. So I will take the Dolphins to win and cover once again. I think they absolutely crushed the Commanders. This is by far one of my favorite bets of the week. Uh, so, yeah, Dolphins minus 9.5 on the road against the Commanders. Um, let's finish off here with my upset pick of the week, and then uh, I'll take a quick break here. My upset pick of the week, um, and I actually, as a Falcons fan, I hope this doesn't come through. Um, but I'm going to take the Saints as home underdogs um, to the Lions, plus 170. Uh, I'm doing pretty well this season for not being able to hit a money line upset. Back-to-back -back heartbreakers. Two weeks ago, Bears 4-1 to one, blew a late lead to the Lions. This past week, the Bills losing to the Eagles, which I talked about in the intro. Um, sarcastically, uh, if you didn't catch on to that, maybe if it was your first time listening to the show, if we didn't listen to the show last week, uh, you didn't catch on to my sarcasm, but, um, uh, me wearing this Eagles jersey is certainly a little tongue in cheek. I thought the reason why I bet on the Bills was because I, th I thought they were the better team statistically. I thought than the Eagles, I thought they were a team that just everything that could have gone wrong has gone wrong for them this season. I thought the Eagles were a team where everything that could have gone right for them this season went right. And I guess I just should have assumed that that was just going to happen in this game. I don't know why I assumed the opposite, where things would start to balance out a little bit. Because what happened? The Eagles were the better team, but then everything that could have gone wrong for the Bills went wrong, and everything that could have gone right for the Eagles went right. Um, we were hosting a Thanksgiving dinner party that night, Sunday night. Um... And I was trying to take a peek at my phone every couple uh, of minutes to get updates um, uh, on the game. The people who were hosting were not sports people, um, so I, I couldn't really talk about it. I had to just internalize my feelings, and uh, we were sitting there eating dinner, and it was like that um, that scene from The Boys where uh, Homelander's just sitting, what's in a movie theater or something, and you just hear, like, ringing because <laughs> he's so angry. Uh, that was me. Um, I... When I saw the Eagles won the game, I didn't know what was going on around me for the next 10 minutes. Um, just tried to not look angry. 
Uh, Jake Elliott scored a 59-yard field goal in wind and rain, which I would have thought was physically impossible. Is might be the greatest kick in NFL history. Bills missed two field goals themselves, which are not difficult kicks, which would have been enough to give them the win. Um, penalties all day against Buffalo, not much against the Eagles. It is what it is. Uh, but my point in this whole rant uh, is that I've lost to a couple of back-to-back heartbreakers uh, for money line underdogs. Do I have faith in this one? Yes, but it's I have I've had faith in every money line underdog that I've played this season, and they have not worked out for me. It's like I said, impressive that I'm up almost five units without hitting barely any money line underdogs this week or this season, or at least any of any significant. I hit like if I play like a plus one hundred, uh, it wins. But anything north of like plus one twenty, I'm not doing well. Uh, as my cat uh, has started meowing at me, um, I will take the Saints in this one uh, for the same reason I've been fading the lines the past couple of weeks. They've shown some holes, especially defensively. Uh, they're 18th in opponent EPA per play, 24th in opponent uh, success rate, 21st in opponent yards per play. Um, their offense has kind of trended in the wrong direction. Jared, the old Jared Goff has made some appearances where he's having some bad turnovers. Will that continue? Tough to say. Um, in second, last, last, uh, second half of last season and first half of this season, he did a very good job of not turning the ball over. Um, we'll see if that keeps up, but I think this is a Lions team that's coming back down to earth a little bit, uh, and a Saints team that, uh, they had some, they, they just have some turnover issues too. Let me see actually their average turnover margin. I'm curious because last year the Saints were a much better team than their record indicated, but they were just turning the ball over all season and weren't for, forcing turnovers defensively. Um, I believe... Um, that is similar. It's a similar story this year. Why? Oh, turnover margin per game. No, not as bad. Actually, good. They actually have a positive turnover. That's actually surprising to me. Plus 0.5 turn, turnover margin per game for the Saints. Then I don't know what their issue is. Uh, offensively, they have to be... They must just be also be getting takeaways on defense. 1.3 giveaways per game offensively. I guess it's fresh in my mind because they, they put through pick six to Jesse Bates, defensive player of the year. Uh, this past uh, this past uh, the season, I threw uh, pick six to him uh, against my Falcons. Regardless, even if the uh, the Saints' offense struggles, um, their defense remains a top ten defense in the NFL. Definitely better than the Lions' defense. So I think it's a bounce back spot here for the Saints at home. I think it's a bit of a buy low spot after an ugly loss to the Falcons. I think um, they're a better team than than the record indicates. And like I said, this is more of a fade of the Lions more than anything else. I'll take a shot. I'll take a shot with the Saints at home. I think the Lions actually, I think the Lions are in a little bit of a mid-season slump. I think the Lions will get back to their, you know, strong play by the time the postseason comes around. But after that Bears game a couple weeks ago, the loss to the Packers uh, this past week, they're going through the same mid-season slump that every team goes through that we saw the 49ers go through earlier this season. I think the Lions are going through now. I think largely big picture they'll be okay. I think it might be a good time to go against them. Again this week. Who do the Lions have next week? Lions against the Bears again next week. Interesting. Um, so yeah, I'll go Saints on the money line plus 170 against the Lions. Uh, there you have it. I think that's um, five games or six games so far. That's five games that we've talked about. So maybe I need to do one more to make it six. Uh, yeah, sure. Let's do one more. No. Yeah, let's do one more. Steelers. Minus five and a half against the Cardinals. Matt Cannon has been fired. The Steelers offense all of a sudden looks good. Um, surprise, surprise. I know they only scored 16 points against the Bengals last week, but they averaged 6.2 yards per play. That's the eighth most amongst all teams uh, in week 12. Um, they just need to be able to fi- uh, find a way to f- uh, get in the end zone. Now they take on an even worse defense, which is hard to imagine a worse de- defense than the Bengals, but the Cardinals, I think, are the worst defense in the NFL. Um, 31st in the NFL in opponent EPA per play, dead last in opponent success rate. I think they're the worst defense in the NFL, even if you think Kyler Murray is going to be able to get, uh, do some damage against the Steelers defense, which TJ Watt chasing him around, that's not a great matchup for him. Um, I think the Steelers are going to have maybe their best offensive performance uh, of the season. So this pick is a, a, is a pretty quick one with Matt Canada gone. 
Um, and actually, the Steelers are going to move down my fraud rankings. They were number two in my fraud rankings this past week. The Steelers actually have been playing some decent football. And I actually think even though it was kind of a slim margin, this past weekend against the Bengals was, in my opinion, actually the best game they played all season. And I think in net yards per play, let me bring it up. I closed out here earlier. Over their last three games in net yards per play, the Steelers are actually... Seventh in the NFL in net yards per play over each team's last three games. Pretty good. Pretty good. Maybe they are a team um, that will have a decent showing in the playoffs. And by decent showing, I mean not get completely blown out in, in their first game. Uh, I will take the Steelers minus five and a half against the Cardinals. All right, let's take a quick break. Um, and I will be back in just a moment to break down the rest of my bets for NFL week 13 as well as my best bets my teaser play we'll talk a little survivor and all that good stuff be right back save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card shop these deals at your local kroger today or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, we are back. Uh, and if you're curious, Utah up 57-52. Seven minutes and 15 seconds left uh, in the game here. Hopefully the Utah can kind of keep this margin here so I don't have to sweat too much down the stretch because college basketball has been rough the past couple days. Ooh, I need the win there in college basketball. Um, all right, next up, we're going to we got to talk about this game. Uh, it is my Falcons uh, against the New York Jets. Um, I will be at this game live. So take that for what it's worth. That means that I will be betting on my Falcons, and they are my pick. Minus 2.5, minus 115. Now, is the fact that I'm going to be at this game uh, play a role in it? I'll be honest, yes, because uh, I'm not going to go watch my Falcons play. It'll only be the second time in my life that I'm going to be able to watch them live and then cheer for and then have a bet on the other team. And I'm not going to bet on the under, which, oh my God, I'm just kind of realizing how low the total is. <laughs> Total's 34. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, this could be a, this could be a, a 10 to three final score or a nine to three final score. I might not see a touchdown in this game. Uh, that is within the realm of possibility. Um, yeah, I, I, I wish this was uh, a much better Falcons team taking on an Aaron Rodgers-led Jets uh, team. That would be a lot more enjoyable of a game to watch, especially because getting to MetLife is not uh, the easiest thing to do. Uh, it's like an hour and 15-minute train ride for me on two separate trains. Um, the stadium, I hate MetLife. It is just a big hunk of concrete. There's no character to it whatsoever. Uh, there's nothing around MetLife. There's no bars to go to ahead of time or afterwards. Um, but like I said, um, I've only seen my Falcons play in person one other time. It was uh, when they came here and played the Giants two years ago when I first moved to New York, and they won on a last-second field goal. So um, I hope they do that again. That would be nice as long as um, that last-second field goal gets them a three-point win so I can win this bet. Uh, now the... Um, non-emotional reasons why I like the Falcons here is because the Jets have the worst offense in the NFL. I don't care who's at quarterback for them, Zach Wilson, Tim Boyle, it does not matter. Uh, they're dead last, or who, who is it? Is it Trevor Simeon is the other guy? Uh, they're dead last in the NFL in both EPA per play and success rate. So it doesn't matter who they have. Uh, their offensive line is terrible. Uh, the receivers are not great. Alan Lazard stinks. Um, Brees Hall's good, but it's you can't do anything with just a running back nowadays. You at least need an offensive line and you don't have an offensive line. Um, so I will not be betting on the Jets, I don't think, for the rest of the season unless they're a massive, massive underdog. I also am concerned because the only reason why you'd bet on the Jets is that their defense can win them the game. I am a little bit concerned about this Jets team. Uh, ironically, another, uh, because I'm comparing them in my mind to the Broncos last year, ironically, another Nathaniel Hackett coach team, uh, because if you remember, the Broncos had like a top three, arguably top one defense for the first two thirds of the season last year, but their offense was so bad uh, that they couldn't win games. That there's that stat, like actually, I think it was this point last year, or week thirteen, that if they, if the Broncos' offense had scored like seventeen points a game or something, they would have been like ten and three, but instead they were like three and ten. Um, 
And then what happened was the last third of the season, the Broncos defense just fell off a cliff because it's like, it was almost like the, the season was over. They threw in the towel. There's obviously uh, some issues in the locker room and the Broncos defense, but by, by the end of the year, we're like barely a top 10 defense from a lot of metrics. We could be seeing the same thing with the Jets where their season's pretty much done. Uh, what's their record right now? Four and eight, four and seven. Their season's pretty much done. They, they would have to win out, basically, to make the playoffs at this point. They know they're not going to. Um, and when there is a locker room where there is one unit that, that's extremely good and the other side of the ball sucks, that causes some turmoil. And at the end of the day, I mean, team players aren't going to completely give up, but they aren't going to play with the um, level of energy um, that they had the rest of the season. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm saying keep an eye out for that. I would not be surprised if the Jets' defense kind of falls off um, a little bit here down the final stretch of the season. Um, and then it, when we're talking about the Falcons, I, I think been on the wrong side of the Falcons almost all year. Even though I feel like I know the Falcons better than, than any other team by far, I just, I can't predict a, a Falcons game to save my life. Um, but me betting against them last week was kind of, I kind of did that on purpose. So then they would win. Um, but this week they finally just decided to run the ball. Um, which they, and I think Arthur Smith even said it after the game, that they decided to stop being a finesse team, which uh, if your de definition of being a finesse team is to let Jonu Smith get the ball as many different ways as possible, then sure, yeah, stop doing that. Um, they ran the ball 66.13% of plays against the Saints. That is an increase of almost 20% from their season average of 48.55%. Just run the ball, dink and dunk, Get the ball into Kyle Pitts and Drake London's hands through the air when you need to. Don't ask Desmond Ritter to do too much. Give the ball to Bijan Robinson. He ran the ball for 91 yards, 16 carries this past week. That's 5.7 yards per carry. Just do that, and you're going to be okay. The Falcons' defense is good enough to keep them in games. So if the Falcons keep doing that offensively, I think they're going to be good uh, be good enough to beat the Jets here by field goal. I'll take a minus 2.5, minus 115 uh, at MetLife. Uh, my cat continues to meow. Daisy, I don't know what you want from me, buddy. Do you have any takes for this game? Are you going to let me pick you up? Nope. Texans, Broncos. I'll take the Texans minus three and a half, minus 110. I think I said last week that it's time to sell high on the Broncos, and I was wrong. Um, that was actually one of those games, and it does happen occasionally. Not that there's any excuse for it, because uh, my bet was a bet, and I bet on the Browns and lost. But occasionally, because I placed my bets on Monday night, I have more time to think about it throughout the week. And then by the time the game happens, like I wish I bet the opposite side, like I don't agree with my bet anymore. And that's what happened by the time, like Friday hit, I was like, why am I on the Browns? It doesn't make any sense. Um, but that was my bet and it lost. Uh, but I am once again, going to go against the Broncos here, even though they're, they're on a five game win streak. Um, their wins have not really come again. Well, I shouldn't say that they beat the bills and they beat the chiefs. Um, but a lot of it has to do with turnovers. Um, they have uh, over their last three games specifically that have an average turnover of plus 2.7 tough to lose games when you're getting almost a positive three turnover differential in those games. If the turnovers stop in this game, they might because they take on a Texans team uh, that is fifth in the NFL in giveaways per game. They do a really good job of protecting the ball. Uh, then the wins are going to dry up here a little bit because their other metrics actually still have not been good. For example, they're 29th in the NFL in net yards per play of the season, 22nd net yards per play over the last three games. So it's not like their metrics are all, all of a sudden amazing. Um, they are doing a great job of protecting the ball and they are forcing the turno uh, turnovers on defense. That's that that's a sustainable strategy for only oh so uh, for only so long, and I think it's going to come back to haunt them this week. I think the Texans might win by a lot too. Uh, Texans, I still think, are a, leg a legitimate good team. I hope to make the playoffs because I think they deserve to. Um, it's kind of crazy that two of the Texans' losses this season have come to the Falcons and the Panthers. Yikes. Uh, they're ninth in the NFL in net yards per play, plus 0.3. Texans are a good team. I'll take them to winning cover against the Broncos, minus 3.5 on Sunday. Uh, I said earlier the Patriots uh, were my ugliest bet of the week. This one's pretty close. I'm going to take Panthers plus five and a half on the road against Tampa Bay. I understand the Panthers are terrible, um, but the Buccaneers are almost just as bad. And they are certainly not good enough to justify a five and a half point spread. Uh, for example, if you look at numbers, net yards per play, Buccaneers are 27th at minus 0.7. Panthers are 30th at minus 0.9. 
Uh, so yeah, they are better, not five and a half points better in my opinion. Um, also, the Buccaneers won't be able to attack the weak spot of the Panthers, which uh, I've talked about it before. The Panthers are the worst run defense in the NFL. Uh, they're actually the only team in the NFL whose uh, their opponents actually have a positive EPA when running the ball against them. Even the second worst run defense in the NFL in terms of opponent EPA, uh, EPA is still minus because of the way EPA works. Running the ball is not uh, super conducive to that. But they're run defense is so bad it's actually beneficial to just run the ball all game against the Panthers but who has the worst run offense in the NFL arguably the Tampa Bay uh Buccaneers uh so they're not going to be able to attack the biggest weakness of the Panthers defense and then obviously there is uh the fact uh, of Frank Reich was fired this week on Monday morning uh Chris Tabor I think is our special teams coach takes over as interim head coach but that's less interesting to me as Thomas Brown, their offensive coordinator, is now going to be calling plays. Their play calling could not have been worse than what they've had. Their coaching could not have been worse than what they've had. So it's either null or it will be a positive impact on this team. So I will take a risk on the Panthers not winning, but at least covering the five and a half point spread against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, 49ers and Eagles. Hold on. Let me take off my, uh, my Eagles jersey here. Actually, I'm not going to because I'm wearing a sleeveless shirt underneath. So I, I don't want to scare the audience with that. Pretend like I'm not wearing an Eagles jersey when I say this. Uh, the 49ers are going to win this game by double digits. Now, did I call my shot last week and say the Bills or the Eagles would lose three straight games? Yes. Uh, did that come true? No. Uh, but if the Eagles uh, lose this weekend, next week, I'll feel kind of justified. A little bit. Um, the Eagles... I don't want to keep ranting about them. You guys know my thoughts about the Eagles. They're a good team, not great team. If you look at a lot of people are actually surprised the Eagles are underdogs in this game. You shouldn't be. Look at the metrics. Net yards per play, 49ers third, Eagles 11th. EPA per play, 49ers first. Actually, they're now the best offense in the NFL. Fifth for the Eagles. Uh, offensive success rate, first for the 49ers, sixth for the Eagles. Opponent EPA per play, fourth for the 49ers, 23rd for the Eagles. Um... Opponent third down conversion rate, 21st for the 49ers, actually a weak spot for them, but Eagles 30th and opponent third down conversion rate. 49ers have the best average turnover margin per game. Eagles are 19th. Points per play, Eagles third, or sorry, 49ers third, Eagles fifth. Uh, the only metric of all the metrics I look at, the, there is only two that the Eagles outrank the 49ers in. One is opponent success rate. Uh, surprisingly, the 49ers defense isn't that great in that one. They're 15th, Eagles are 12th. And third down conversion rate. Uh, slight advantage to the Eagles, they're third, 49ers are fifth. I don't really like just listing off numbers, but my point is the large majority of metrics you want to look at, um, the 49ers are better in. You can't blame strength of schedule because strength of schedule, they're 15th and 16th. They're right next to each other. They've had basically the exact same strength schedule. Um, in every metric you want to look at, the 49ers have been the better team. You can cite wins all you want. Then go ahead and bet on... It, it, it's a message I get more than... It. Every single time that I write or talk about a team being fraudulent, I get fans of that team in my mentions and in my DMs just telling me the record. You're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. The Eagles are 10-1. You're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. The Canucks are whatever they were. Last year, it was the Vikings. You don't know what you're talking about. The Vikings are 13-3. and three. Before that is the Titans. You don't know what you're talking about. The Titans are 13-3, whatever they were when they were one seed in the AFC. What a simple-minded way to evaluate teams. Yeah, I, if you're a fan of a team, then yeah, and, and you're not trying to bet on games, which is what I'm talking about. If you're just a fan of a team, then yeah, wins are the only thing that matters. But I'm betting on games... And if you're betting on games, I sure hope to gamble or that you use more than wins when you're trying to evaluate teams. If you don't, then go ahead and bet on every in every game. Just bet on the team with a better record. See how that works out for you. Spoiler alert, it's not going to work well. So outside of wins, almost every metric you look at, the 49ers are the better team. The Eagles luck, which I, th I mean, you have to... It, it, you have to call it luck, guys. Look at what look at the things I listed off of this game against the Bills, which was a perfect example of both of their seasons. Bills kicker missed two easy field goals. Bills had like a hundred more penalty yards than, than the Eagles did. The Eagles needed a 59 greatest field goal kick in the history of the universe to force overtime. 
if it's not luck, I guess maybe there's a different word for it, but whatever it is, fortune has favored the Eagles, and I just don't think that can last. This is very similar to the Vikings team from last year. Now, the difference was the Eagles are actually a better team than the Vikings were last year, so it's not quite to that extent. Um, but if you're an Eagles fan and you're calling the Vikings fraudulent last year, then you're kind of a hypocrite to not at least recognize that the ball has bounced the Eagles way this year, which it has. 49ers minus two and a half. I don't know if I brought up the graphic. Minus two and a half. Minus 110 against the Eagles. Uh, I'm only doing one total bet uh, this week, and it is on the Browns and the Rams. I'm going to go under 39.5 for the Browns and the Rams. I don't know what to do in this game, so I'm just going to take the under. Uh, let me write in the game here. Rams, Browns. Under 39.5. Um, the Browns have arguably the uh, best defense in the NFL and the worst offense without Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson wasn't great, but Dorian Thompson-Robinson and P.J. Walker uh, stink. Let me actually bring up this graphic here. To show you people in the video, it's been a couple weeks since I've done this. Uh, but this is a funny enough thing that it is um, worth bringing up. Um, okay. Window capture. And let me get rid of this. This is why you got to watch it on YouTube, my friends. Um, quarterback efficiency. Um, I think I need to add in a certain thing. Oh, yeah, I need to go minimum plays. Let's bring this to a lower number so it'll show these two guys. Look at this graphic. This is why you got to watch this on YouTube. Uh, this is the website is rbsdm.com. It's one of my favorite resources. If you go over the quarterbacks tab, uh, the y-axis is EPA per play. The x-axis is completion percentage um, above expected, uh, CPOE. Uh, and if you look at the, this graph, uh, it is every single quarterback in the NFL off to the right and then way to the bottom left-hand corner uh, is Dorian Thompson-Robinson and P.J. Walker. Yikes. Um my cat will not stop meowing. I'm going to get up so I can I, I can let her out the door here because she's going to drive me bananas. And it's probably not good podcast listening. Give me three seconds. I'm sorry. I hope her meows weren't showing up uh, on the audio too much. They probably were. Sorry. Um, yeah, Dorian Thompson, Robinson, and PJ Walker way to the bottom left of this graph, which is hilarious. Um, so my point is uh, I can't trust the Browns offense. But I also can't trust the Rams to score a ton of points um, against the Browns defense, especially with how good the secondary of the Browns defense is. They lead the NFL in opponent EPA per play, opponent success rate, success rate opponent dropback EPA, and a dro opponent dropback success rate. I'm shocked this total's at 39 and a half. Um, with with P.J. Walker and Dorian Thompson-Robinson, I think this is the worst offense in the NFL, and their defense is the best, like, straight up. Best and worst. The only argument you could make would be the uh, Jets' offense is worse, which is fine, but even the, even if they are, that is um, the second worst, then it would be the second worst offense in the NFL and, and the best defense. So I'll take the under. I don't know what else to do with that game. Um, all right, Chiefs, Packers, Sunday Night Football. Can you flex games yet? Because if you can flex games, I'd really like them to flex uh, Eagles 49ers up to Sunday Night Football um, and flex down this game to uh, a late afternoon slot. Because, yes, it's Patrick Mahomes, which is why they probably won't flex it. Uh, but I'm not super excited for this game. I did Eagles 49ers, I'm shocked it's not a primetime game. Uh, but I will take Packers plus 6.5. Packers are improving. Um, I wish I was bold enough to take their money line last week. Uh, I think I called that game pretty well. Uh, Jordan Love has been showing improvement on, on an almost weekly basis. They're coming off their biggest win of the season. They're ninth in the NFL in net yards per, per play over their last three games. Their defense is stingy. Um, and the Chiefs offense still struggling on time. Actually, the Chiefs as a whole, just 14th in the NFL in net yards per play over their last three games. 
Uh, and those games came against the Raiders. Well, Eagles, to be fair, and okay, so Dolphins, Dolphins, Eagles. Two of those three games were tough ones. I thought they, I thought that loss to the Broncos came after the Germany game against Dolphins. I guess it didn't. Um, point is, there's some issues with it, with this Chiefs team. Uh, they did catch fire in the second half against the Raiders, but that's the Raiders. I think this Packers team is. I think this Packers team might sneak into the playoffs. I wonder if I can find their odds right now to make the playoffs. Because um, if I were to bet on one team, depending on their odds, I would bet on the Packers. I think they're hitting their stride. I think Jordan Love has looked great the past few weeks. And I think the wildcard teams, the Seahawks and the Vikings, are uh, hitting a little bit of a tough stretch. Uh, okay, FanDuel doesn't have them posted. Let me quickly see. Probably because the Vikings game played a big role. Um... Futures division winner to make the playoffs. Packers have them at minus 105. So actually, um, slight favor to them not making the playoffs. So the Packers very much in the mix. I think the Packers make the playoffs. I actually wouldn't be shocked if they beat the Chiefs, to be completely honest. Um, but I will take these six and a half points. Uh, so Packers plus six and a half, minus 104 uh, against the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. Uh, by the way, I think the Packers can run the ball against the Chiefs. 31st in opponent EPA per rush, 20th in opponent rush success rate. We know this. The Chiefs, as much as uh, people have been hyping up the Chiefs' defense, they can't stop the run. Uh, Monday Night Football, Jaguars against the Bengals. Um, I do not like the Jaguars at all this season. I think they this week's edition of the fraud rankings, they might be all the way up to number two um, behind the Eagles. Uh, but I dislike the Bengals even more. Um, Bengals should have lost by a lot more to the Steelers. Um, people still just are not talking about how bad the Bengals defense is. So you can basically copy and paste what I said last week uh, for the Steelers Bengals game to this game. Uh, the Bengals defense is 25th in opponent EPA per play, 30th in opponent success rate, dead last in opponent yards per play, giving up 6.2 yards per play. No team is giving up more yards per snap than the Bengals. And now Jake Browning's their quarterback. He didn't look at anything special this past week. Um, bad defenses. Um, you can win with a bad defense if you have an elite quarterback like Joe Burrow throwing the ball. They do not have an elite quarterback. Uh, they have Jake Browning. So their bad defense is going to get exposed. Their offense is not going to be able to do enough uh, to keep this one tight. Uh, and the Jaguars have plenty of issues of their own, especially offensively. Uh, but at least their defense is very good, a top 10 unit on defense. And that's going to be enough to carry them to this win. So Jaguars minus seven and a half minus one fifteen in Monday night football against the Bengals. And I would bet on this, that one soon. Cause it's already moved up to eight and a half at some books. I could have got minus eight and a half and minus one ten. I opted for minus seven and a half minus one fifteen instead. So there you have it. Those are my week 13 picks. Let me quickly just go through them here. Uh, Seahawks plus nine and a half minus one ten against the Cowboys. Patriots plus six and a half minus one ten against the Chargers. Colts minus two minus one ten against the Titans. Dolphins minus nine and a half minus one ten against the Commanders. Saints on the money line plus one seventy against the Lions. Upset of the week. Steelers minus five and a half minus one ten against the Cardinals. Falcons minus two and a half minus one fifteen against the Jets. Uh, Texans minus three and a half minus one ten against the Broncos. Panthers plus five and a half minus one ten against the Bucks. 49ers minus two and a half minus one ten against the Eagles. Under 39 and a half between the uh, Browns and Rams. Packers plus six and a half minus 104 against the Chiefs. And Jaguars minus seven and a half minus 115 against the Bengals. Uh, I forgot to recap last week in terms of my best bets. My best bets I gave out on the podcast went three and two. Steelers won, Chiefs won, and uh, Bills plus three and a half did win. That was also another reason why that was a stinger of a loss uh, for Bills' money line because if I would have just taken the three and a half points, that would have been a winner. Um, but for my best bets, I always just go spreads uh, for people who do pick'em contests. So Bills plus three and a half did win there. Uh, Patriots and Saints lost. Patriots lost the Giants in the most embarrassing loss in franchise history for the Patriots. God damn, you lost to Tommy DeVito and the goddamn Giants. Gross. Uh, and the Saints lost the Falcons. Uh, Teaser also lost. Teaser has been doing very well this season. Did not win this past week. Once again, I don't know what I was thinking on, on, on Monday. I don't know why I bet on the Browns to cover on the normal spread. I don't know why I put the Browns in the teaser. I, 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, Chiefs minus three and a half covered theirs. Part of the teaser. Browns did not cover theirs. And if you were tailing my survivor picks, you lost this week because I took the Patriots. Not great. Uh, week 13, my best bets are Dolphins minus nine and a half against the Commanders, Saints plus four and a half against the Lions, Panthers plus five and a half against the Bucks, 49ers minus two and a half against the Eagles, and Jaguars minus seven and a half against the Bengals. So best bets are Dolphins, Saints, Panthers, 49ers, Jaguars, all to cover. Uh, my teaser, we're going to take the Jaguars against the Bengals down from seven and a half to uh, minus one and a half. This is a six point teaser. And we're going to tease up the Saints against the Lions plus four and a half to plus ten and a half. Jaguars is easy. We're crossing the key numbers of seven and three. That's a no brainer. Uh, any teaser you make this week should involve the Jaguars. And the Saints, um, we're crossing the key numbers of seven uh, and ten. So not quite as good as three and seven, um, but 10 is still a key number. So we're crossing seven and 10 for the Saints against the Lions. If you're still alive in Survivor, I don't know how, um, if you've been tailing my picks. Um, but if you are still alive in Survivor, I would take either the Steelers over the Cardinals um, or the Jaguars over the Bengals. You have the Jaguars take them. There's no way the Bengals beat the Jaguars this week. Although it would be ironic that the week I'm finally on the Jaguars, they lose. So maybe don't take the Jaguars, take the Steelers. Um, Utah, 72-68, 34 seconds left uh, against St. Mary's here. Um, if that goes into overtime, then I lose Utah plus four and a half, I'll cry. Uh, thank you all so much for watching and listening. Once again, like the YouTube video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, rate and review the audio version of the podcast. Please donate to my Movember page. We need $155 before the end of Thursday night. Let's make one final push. If you have five bucks, 10 bucks, it'd be much appreciated. Thank you all so much for listening. Fly Eagles fly, baby. Um, if you're at the Jets Falcons game this year, shoot me a message. If you say hi, or if you see me, um, feel free to say hi. I'll be there uh, wearing my AJ Terrell jersey. Might be one of the only AJ Terrell jerseys you'll see at MetLife. So if you see an AJ Terrell jersey at the Jets Falcons game, there's a good chance it's me. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Gambler bless. Utah's up five. I think we're safe. Uh, good luck with all your picks this week. And we'll talk to you next week. The road to 272 bets marches on. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.